0: Hi guys, this is Steve here. Um, it's just like a little intro bit um, about the podcast that we recorded this morning. Um, it's like 12 hours later now and I've just been thinking about it pretty much all day. Um, we got into some pretty serious shit today talking with Paulina about her past and some of the things that she's experienced in her life. Uh, I just wanted to give everyone a bit of a heads up before you listen to it that there's possibly going to be some trigger points for people Um, so you have to to listen to it really but just be aware that there's stuff that we talk about to do with sexual abuse um, and rape Um, we were totally, Jez and I were totally taken aback by the whole thing, we didn't see it coming at all and we were pretty shocked and you can probably hear that in the interview like we just didn't know what to say um, which is weird when you sort of ask questions about people's mental health and I think that's one of the things that we've taken away from it is that we need to be a bit more prepared I think as we go with like asking people some serious questions you're, you're going to get serious answers Um and I have I, it's difficult to know what to say about it already but I just want you to Bear that in mind before listening to this podcast, um, if you have anything that you might be worried about, or just be aware, okay? So please listen, and hopefully you enjoy as well, um, and yeah, thank you, bye. Um, so hello everyone, welcome to the Failed Rockstar Club podcast, um, and we before
1: sh- we, sl- we... should introduce ourselves this time. Yeah, I've got I that left- Okay, that's yeah?
0: on From Russia with love, it's the Failed Rockstar Club. Welcome she-
2: <laughs>
1: oh, There, there
0: you go. go. So this is <laughs> We go and introduced ourselves then. No, you got in there quickly. Um, so this is the Failed Rockstar Club. This is a podcast that talks to musicians about mental health, positive well being, their journey in music and a little bit of fashion as well. Um, so I'd like to introduce us this time because we've realised that in the last two we haven't actually ever introduced ourselves once. Um, so um, my name's Stephen Bobby Hurdle from Best Days Vintage. Uh and I'm uh, Jez,
1: Jez Dixon. Father of two and human man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm Polly, I'm from Russia and I'm a musician and actress from
3: Moscow.
0: Moscow. See, we're going global this week. Yeah. Uh yeah, we are. This, this is kind of exciting for like talking about all these sort of things because we let's be honest, we don't know a lot about Russia. <laughs> I don't. No, no I least. I'm hoping to learn some things today. Yeah. So Jez, can you Tell us, everyone, what it is, what the Failed Rockstar Club means, and also where we are
1: at the moment. So, we are coming live from the sh- our shop, Best Days Vintage in Colchester. And we are, our ethos, the ethos of the Failed Rockstar Club is that anybody who puts themselves out there, puts themselves in the spotlight, anything creative, cannot be a failure. You were never a failure if you try, and that's our, that's our philosophy.
0: Right, and we're into episode three now So we're kind of moving along nicely right now um, I'm sure we've got one or two regular listeners so far So hello everyone, thanks for sticking with us yep. Hi mum <laughs> I, I promise I'll call maybe next week, Sunday? I'll
1: do yeah. it on Sunday okay.
0: um, So first off, I want to ask everyone how their week's been um, And we use this by the the skill of give, giving a song So Jez, how's your week been, boy? Uh, well... All this panic,
1: I'm mm-hmm. trying not to. The corona panic. I'm trying not to let it get me down. Okay. So I'm I'm saying positive. So my song this week is the, the, first day of spring. By Noah and the Whale. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I've you know the weather's turned, and as soon as you get that little bit of sun, it makes such a difference to your to your mood. Nice. And even though the whole world is going a little bit, for want of a better phrase, mental.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. I'm feeling okay, as long as, as long as the sun is shining. If it, if it was this panic and it was rainy and rubbish, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be here right now, so yours, under my duvet.
0: So your song is not really... Dis- is it a description of your week or more like well, a, a, a positive outlook on your week? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm trying to focus on the positives, mm-hmm. which I think is a good <laughs> lesson for life, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, you
2: know. I think mine is Love Will Tear Us Apart. Again.
0: Oh. Ooh.
2: Um, it's division. Yeah. Yep.
0: And why? How come? Why have you chosen that song?
2: I think that I was dating with a guy for three years and finally we broke out because I'm here and he's there and love will tear us apart. Oh, and, oh and, god, And,
1: yeah. that's heavy. and yeah. we just
2: realized that it would be better for both of us. And so is he back in Russia? Yeah. But I feel I feel great. I do feel great about it. Um I feel free, sort of. And now it's more stable because when you're dating with someone and you're in another country, so you're sort of like can't see other people. You're just like, oh, but I'm going to cheat, uh, cheat on someone. Or, mm-hmm. but at the moment, it's just I feel free and yeah, love will tear apart. Oh,
0: that's nice. That's a lot deeper. My song for the week is going to be less deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually. Dr. Robert by the Beatles Or <laughs> oh, okay. in probably more uh, specifically Dr. Stephen Roberts by the Beatles Yep. Yeah. Um, you, you've been a doctor recently? I have been, been yeah My wife's been ill And she's just been out of hospital for the last week So in and out of work And trying my best to get time to help her get better So I've been doing a lot of helping her I was going to go into details, but it's probably best I don't go into details. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of um, Dr. Stephen Robert for the Beatles. So that's it's my
3: song of the week. So good. Song.
0: Lovely. Have you? While we're at it, have you heard any new music?
1: Any recommendations this week? Let's turn this into a. Oh shit! You... <laughs> <You laughs> I've thrown that on you. you that's on fine.
0: I've got one. Yeah. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. Give me one. Give me uh, new...
1: So I listened to you know Riz Riz Ahmed, the actor and yeah, sometime yeah. rapper. Yes. He's got a new album out, which is about it's kind of like a breakup album but it's a breakup with the uk basically Mm -hmm. it's presented as like in britain is substituted with a girl called britney and so like people leave answer messages like his like celebrity musician friends leave messages about like like he's broken up with a girl but he's actually it's a metaphor for the country that he's grown up in which he no longer feels is his home it's really
0: good oh but it is yeah yeah I mean, it's quite heavy, it's quite... Is it like the Streets album, when he, the second one... Yeah, yeah, there's a a concept concept
1: running through it, yeah, yeah. So it's really clever, and the music's good. It is quite a hard listen, because it's, you know... What's it called? The Long Goodbye, it's called. Uh, Yeah, and he doesn't feel like it's the same Britain anymore, and I kind of agree with him, which is Mm. quite depressing, you know, relative to what I said about Spring. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) It comes and goes.
0: Okay, so we're going to move um, to our first feature of the um, podcast. This is a a nice little intro, really, to get us into the talking about you stuff. This is a a feature we like to call Rock and Knowles." Hit it. The So um, here we are, guys. Um, welcome to Rock and, um, Rock and Knowles. Rock and Knowles. Rock and Knowles. So we've actually had a our first ever contribution to Rock and Knowles from a um, regular listener, David from Gloucestershire. David from
1: Gloucestershire. Yep. Another father of two. Yeah, father of two. Uh, so yeah, he's, he sent one in. So I should sp- explain to Paulina. Rock mm-hmm. and Knowles. <laughs> this is going to be hard to explain. We pitch TV shows to each other. To you? That are yeah. los- loosely based on music, mm-hmm. preferably with a pun in the title.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, Nick Knowles is a much loved British TV presenter,
3: mm-hmm.
1: hence Rock and Knowles. Okay. This <laughs> week's one, it could happen to you two. Mm-hmm. You two. The band. Like, like the band. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a Bear Grylls situation, like a survival show. Okay. The Edge. From you two is placed in perilous situations and has to survive, but instead of natural perils, human ones, Ooh. human situations such as he's placed in a city where all the street signs have been removed. Yeah, do you, do you get the reference there? Just to
0: oh yeah, it. the streets are there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very clever. Yeah, there you go. Very clever, David. Uh, he gets locked in his house and can't find his keys. Mm-hmm. Uh. You have to guess what these songs are referencing, as well, uh, no. You've not know, got that one? No. I assume that's stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. That's you two, isn't it? Yeah. It might not be that. Uh, he's not allowed to check the weather on his phone and has to make a decision about whether he goes with or without his umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> that's an obvious one. And uh, Last bit. He goes out for Sunday lunch and orders his beef well done. Instead, it comes rare. <laughs> Sunday.
0: Bloody <laughs> Sunday. Oh, very good. Very good, David. I've got one. What you got? Um, mine's got a swipe to it. It's uh, what's it called again? It could happen to you too. Yeah, how it could happen to you too. Right. So this is the <laughs> right. members of U2: Bono, mm-hmm. The Edge, Adam Clayton, and the drummer. The drummer. <laughs> yep. Um, they talk about different health situations that have happened throughout the world yep. in the history of time, and how they've affected um, the planet and the world and the people in society, um, and it all leads up to zombie apocalypse. Oh Jesus How it could happen to you too And okay. how things like coronavirus Are kind of preparing the society for For a zombie For a zombie apocalypse which Walking in, Dead style zombie apocalypse Inevitably will happen Yeah it's Okay like, Which one Which we, one, Paulina, would you like which to
1: Which one show? should we turn into a real TV show Out of those two concepts
2: mm, I'm not really sure but I They're both rubbish re- aren't they Yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay Well we won't do them then We won't make yeah. them
2: quite interesting question mm. but I do agree with your concept thank you yeah because yeah. mine's a bit more current isn't it well yeah yours is
0: very relevant right now mm. and educational yeah. it will be it will be educational because um, and I'm wondering whether we should get Nick Knowles involved at some point during the proceedings I'm just not sure how that's
1: a good point David didn't say who would be hosting it could happen mm. to you two mm. but I'm, I'm picturing
0: uh, Gary Wilmot, Gary Wilmot okay.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to talking to Paulina um, we were really excited when we thought of you, in a weird way, that we, we really like the idea of interviewing someone that's come from a different place altogether, that a different country, Moscow, Russia. And just to find out, really, your experiences um, about the music industry and music scene in Russia and how it differs from the UK, I think it would be something that we'd all like to kind of like learn about. We should say that we met Polina
1: in our shop... In best days, and she played uh, just her and her ukulele, in the most beautiful, like just completely silenced the room. It was it was amazing.
2: Thank you so much. I remember the oh, first God. time I just I came to you and I felt really lonely because I knew like a couple of people only in England, and I was talking to you, and that was so good. And you told me about this gig and you invited me to this concert. It was, and, you, and you came. Yeah, and that's so lovely. So how
0: long have you been here in the UK now?
2: It's uh, from September two thousand
0: nineteen. Okay, so you're still pretty fresh to yeah, Colchester.
2: Still settling down.
0: So tell us a bit about um, where you're from in Russia.
2: Um, I'm from Moscow. It's a big city, and it's about sixteen million people. Mm-hmm and it's really different from Colchester really and I'm still like I'm so shocked even yesterday I was talking to my friend and he's like are you bored I'm like not really bored but it's so different I've never lived in a small town I experienced living in Paris in Czech Republic so and it's always like capitals or it's big cities but here it's so different And it's better for my mental health, I can say. To be here? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. what way? Because in Moscow, it's a lot of distractions and a lot of... um advertisements people and they're rushing and they're pushing you're in a like sure. underground it's quite overwhelming. yeah it, it's yeah rush hour especially when everybody's just going uh back home and it's so stressful and you can be just tired because just living in moscow you can do nothing just to go to your friend's place but you will be so tired but here it's so chill and i think it's better for me at the moment well yeah
0: so tell us a bit a little bit about what it was like to grow up
2: in Russia. Um it's interesting. I think I have interesting story to be honest because when I was born, um I was kind of fostered. Like okay. I I grew up in another family and it was not in Moscow, but it was a little bit farther, just maybe um like 30 minutes to go to Moscow. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. a small town. Yeah. And I grew up with my grandparents and they We're really different because they're from USSR. They were born like in Mm -hmm. um, communist um, Russia. Yeah, yeah, and we're really different. Uh, But I, I I remember I was watching like Disney movies, and because it was Russia, I was born in nineteen ninety nine. So um, I remember my brother always like was giving me this. you know these black things? How you call it? Like when you, you like it's sort of a tape.
1: Video. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And I was watching it, like all Disney movies. And my grandfather, he was just like, "No." <laughs> In Soviet Union, we had really great cartoons. Watch them, and he forced me <laughs> to watch them. But they're, they're really nice, but they're really different. So yeah, I think he's more.
1: Once you've tried Disney, it's hard to hard to go back.
2: <laughs> exactly because it's so like chill and kind and yeah, it's like a fairy tale. But it was like the main difference. It's just people from USSR they're more hard working, focusing on their goals for the society purposes. But for me I was growing in like with my um, my friends and we were more free
3: mm-hmm.
2: and kind to each other and focusing on ourselves. So that was I think yeah, we had arguments with my grandparents just because of this. Because of that different clash yeah.
0: in like the kind yeah. of culture.
2: Because of the difference. do
0: they, do your grandparents look back on that time as being quite a positive thing or a negative
3: or a-
2: I think it was quite positive. But my it's actually it's a really big difference because when I'm talking about my grandparents they yes, they um they grew up in communist country. But they're really kind and they're more yes, we have to work for a society, but it's an <laughs> positive in a good and a healthy way and <clears throat> my parents they're more from 80s Russia mm-hmm. so it's different time and it's hard because they have like problems with their mental health, they do not know what to do because they were growing up, and they had like a system a structure like we 're living in the usSR, we have Brezhnev, we have like other sort of people that doing really crazy stuff, and we have no idea what 's going on in our country, but then it 's Russia with Putin, and they just like stuck in that time and even now in the twenty first century i 'm talking to my parents, and they just stuck, and it 's impossible like talking to them so
3: yeah. But
0: they were the generation that really made the change, weren't they? They affect their generation affected change
3: mm-hmm.
0: with like the fall of the Berlin Wall and then Gorbachev, and that that era was. They were part of it. They lived it, didn't they? So they lived what it was like before, and then having to figure out where their place in the world was after that. With like when capitalism started to come into the country, is that right? Would you say that? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and they're not that free. I can say they—they're really afraid talking about um, sex. They're—they're they're afraid of talking just about the mental health because they think that if you're okay physically and you look okay, it's fine. Or if I will come up to my mom and say like, "Hey, mom, you know I'm quite depressed," and she's like, "Oh, okay, drink tea or yeah. something like that, and it's <laughs> well, okay." that's very, very
1: British attitude,
0: actually.
2: <laughs> and I can't judge her um, just because the way—that's that, how she was raised. Yeah. yeah it's not
0: too far away from our gener- our parents though isn't it really
1: mm-hmm.
0: like when we were brought up that was certainly it was just yeah, soldier on
1: nothing, nothing a cup of tea can't fix you'll feel fine in the morning that kind of attitude
2: my brother he was born in 1989 so we have 10 years difference mm-hmm. but still we're really close to each other mm-hmm. and our uh, mindset is it, really close and um, I can say that we're struggling with the same problem we can't normally talk to our parents or just people that age because mm-hmm. it's so deep it's like a like a gap like um, between us between our generation but you can talk
0: to each other about it that's yeah that's good yeah. so as a creative person in Russia do you have problems with like the, 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 now like with the states and like the, the is it is it is it a thing or is it um is it, is it okay like
2: it depends um it's it's really interesting question, just for me, because I'm I'm writing more romantic music. Maybe it's about love or it's about self-esteem, something, mental health. So it's all right. But there are a number of people. And, like, for example, we have a band, it's called Leningrad. And they can, it's really famous, actually, all around the world. And they're uh, singing and performing in this way. So they're judging our government. hmm And they had problems, literally. And yeah, in Russia, if you say something, like, especially if you're a celebrity, and you say, like, oh, I don't like how our uh, government operates, you will have problems. So, and as a creative person, you feel like you're in a cage. You you can say something, but at least, like, you're on the way, and you're always thinking what you're gonna say, because you're gonna have problems.
0: And when you say problems, you mean literally
1: like yeah, be arrested yeah, or yeah, yeah you worse. can
2: be arrested, yeah.
0: <laughs> and does that has that happen to people you know, or musicians, or is it? I mean, is it like? In the I'd imagine that in like the the smaller gigs or smaller performances, it may not be a thing. But it's like the bigger, famous people have to watch themselves, or is it across the board? Do
2: you know Marilyn Manson, right? Yes uh it's prohibited for him to go to russia just because our church said that he's like a devil or whatever mm.
1: <laughs> i think they might be right in that,
0: <laughs> in that case
2: so yeah sort of things that they just happens so.
0: so do you would you be a, if you're playing a gig in your home in, in moscow Say you're playing a gig mm-hmm. would you be concerned about who's watching you like people watching you would was it that bad or is it not as bad as that
2: no, it's not that bad. I think in Moscow, in St. Petersburg, it's like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's more like European cities, so it's not that bad. But yeah, of course, it's like uh, we're talking about big performances, big concerts with um, thousands of, like, mm-hmm. hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah. Of course, there will be police, of course. Yeah, of course. And, and, yeah.
0: So when did you first start playing music?
2: When I was six.
0: Six is old. Wow. Of-
2: yeah i remember yeah it it was with my grandfather and he was more um like science a scientist Mm -hmm. but i'm not into this i i I always knew that maybe maybe i have to do something like into art or just play music and i was growing up in like a kitchen garden and we're Perform like we had performances and playing music, and I remember that I love. I had like this passion, like singing and just playing piano, and and yet yeah, it was just interesting. And I remember my grandmother; she used to sing a lot when she was young, and she's really talented. But she's more like academic singer, like opera singer, mm-hmm. yeah, like
1: classically
0: trained.
2: Yeah, and uh, I was growing up like listening she's singing, so that's why I think I had sort of an impact from her. Yeah.
0: And when did you first play your... Do you, you remember when you f- played your first gig? How old you were or where it was?
2: Mm, I remember... Uh, I think I was 15 or 16. Um, I was playing uh, guitar and ukulele, just covers, because I didn't have, like, my own songs mm-hmm. that time. It was um, in the centre of Moscow. It's just, you know, when you're warming up the band. Yes. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. and I was this person, like... Yeah trying to warm up people before Mm -hmm. the actual concert it was not that big i think it was just sort of like this place so it's not like something really like huge Mm -hmm. massive and etc it was just uh, okay like maybe 30 people or 20 or something like that but i remember i was really nervous and the point is um i was sitting on a chair and i was singing and i had like a microphone and a window a really huge window it was open and mm-hmm. people from the street like I said Moscow they could listen to me mm-hmm. and I remember I was just like looking at there are so many people were downstairs like mm-hmm. what's going on and <laughs> I'm like wow, wow. <laughs> so great yeah
0: <laughs> did that how did it how did you so you got through the gig okay
2: mm-hmm.
0: and how did you feel after the gig did you feel you feel like I want to do that again
2: exactly yeah. i so inspired and it's so cool when people they're sort of like supporting you Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and they know the songs because you're doing covers, and they sing with you together or they're filming you and afterwards it's like come over and say hey you know it was great thank you you gave me this this emotion and i mean it's a great feeling yeah and you feeling grateful so in you think that they did something but actually you were singing Mm -hmm. but i think that like afterwards like some sort of um Comments they gave to me that time, I felt like yeah, I want to feel it again, just because I understand that I, um, you know, I I make people think that they're happy or or just they feel better because of my songs. So it's like sort of a magic, yep. isn't
1: it? <laughs> it is. It really I remember, is. Yeah, and it's quite an addictive I... <laughs> feeling, isn't it? You just yeah, want to feel it again. Don't
2: you? Yeah, I remember I was singing like Ariel songs from The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. That was just my. I think even still, again, like in Peter Pan, I have like a tattoo <laughs> here, like with Peter Pan and just boy who will never uh, grow up. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sort of this things. So yeah, when I was a kid, I was just keep singing this Disney song. Yeah.
0: So you, you say Disney quite a lot, so you, do, you love Disney and mm-hmm. the films. I do love
2: Disney, what, but I've never what do you been like to about Disney them? LA. <laughs> yet. Yeah.
0: So, what do you like about the Disney films? Why, why do they connect with you?
2: I think that. They match with my mentality, they match with my mindset and the way I uh, see things.
1: Yeah, the way you see the world.
2: Yeah, the way I see the world in general. Like this kindness in even if like everyone, even like in um, Sleeping Beauty or no, it was um, Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. When Classic. every and that was a really weird girl. Society thought that she's weird. She's always. She reads like, books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reads books and what she's doing. Yeah. But actually, when I was a kid, I did the same thing because um, when I was about like ten, you know, this first relationships uh, and people just had parties. I was I was just reading books and, and I remember that it's it's fine it's fine not to be as someone else. So it's fine to be sort of exceptional I can
3: say, like
2: out of society or yeah. That's really nice. And I love about these names that they always almost always have good end. It's sort of a hope Mm -hmm. in in our lives. So we do need hope, especially in twenty first century when we have so many things around us and our mental health is like sort of um in danger. So we need this hope.
1: Visit them at 40 Old Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, Mother Crushers. The modern Disney films as well, they've really started to write very strong female roles. Yeah, like I've I've got a daughter and she's like obsessed with Frozen, obviously like all of them and Moana especially. Have you seen Moana?
3: Yeah, it's, it's such, brilliant.
1: such a great film. Like the music is amazing, but the, the character of Moana, she's such a great role model for young young girls.
2: I know that I really love about Disney that they're not stuck in the past, sort of and. They in Beauty and the Beast in the movie they made this friend of Gastone, he was gay and mm-hmm. it was perfect and everyone just it's Disney movie it's for kids and you're just like yeah but people love each other and it doesn't matter who they are and now they're sort of producting the new um, cartoon character
3: mm-hmm.
2: and she's lesbian I think it's so good <laughs> I'm so looking for it they've
0: come they a seem, long way they seem quite timeless don't they then I guess the kind of the, the, what the messages of them yeah, yeah. definitely
1: that's what. Well, that's why fairy tales have lasted this long, because they're yeah, still as relevant. Mm.
0: So um, I'd like to ask you a little bit about songwriting. Do you have a? How do you write songs? Do you have a process, or or do you just pick the guitar up? Or how do you create?
2: Uh, it depends on my mood, of course. But I think mostly I just grab a guitar and comes naturally sometimes it doesn't so i I remember my last song i was just sitting um and i had a like class and we were doing something and i was really bored and i'm like wow it sounds good and i just wrote down the whole thing in russian and i had a song afterwards and it was good it was really great
0: melody or just the lyrics
2: it was just lyrics and then i think firstly i'm doing um lyric actual lyrics Okay. About like the way I feel, but mostly I'm trying almost to,
0: almost like a poem.
2: Yeah, like a poem, and then I'm trying to mix it with music, mm-hmm. piano or ukulele. Yeah. So yeah, basically, like um, I remember I, I couldn't sleep uh, today, and I was writing a song, and it was about <laughs> it was about like um, the city, so sort of we're living in, and um, just wait, it will come sort of thing so yeah just sometimes you can't sleep it's like well, i'm bored what i can do and i will just write a song and does that creatively. help you to sleep yeah
0: because it gets the thoughts yeah. out of you i think
2: endorphins and adrenaline and it makes you sort of sleep because you're feeling happiness inside yourself yeah
0: peace a calm a peacefulness yeah and do you how do you use your song lyrics then as a way to express how you feel or do you get to get it out or do you just write what comes to your head how what are your songs about?
2: My last song that me and my band we recorded it was about hope and it was to hope for love to hope for a blast, to hope remember, you my only guess. Now I will survive. Sometimes this world is cruel, but you know why? Just keep just keep this hope inside. It's just about my mom because she, um, she's sick at the moment, really sick, and I have no one left except my mom. So and it was really, like, like hard for me to go through this. I bet. And I just yeah, and I was playing piano. And I said, and it helped me a lot just to, to write about my mom. So, But no one knows that this is about my mom because I didn't mention that her name or mm-hmm. that it's my mom, but it's just about hope. And, and yeah, it helped a lot.
0: Have you performed it yet?
2: Yeah, I did. We had sort of um, competition, but we didn't win it. But I'm, I don't care. It was just a moment for me to, to speak up, to show what oh, me and my band we created and yeah th- this, this song is really emotional it's exceptional from my other songs mm-hmm. because my um, like usually I write more like maybe pop indie something chill but this song was like so emotional it was violent came you from know? a different place yeah Yeah.
0: do you find it hard to sing or did you find it hard to actually sing it or do you kind of detach yourself from it when you're performing or
2: I think I no it's not hard i think every time i sing this song or whatever it just makes me happy this is just like i feel like i'm in a way um, i'm in a in a place where i should be you know i'm doing exactly what i really want to do it's so good mm. it feels great
0: do you ever find songs hard Jess?
2: uh like-
1: yeah i've I've sort of broken down in the middle of singing a song sometimes so some you know I mean, you can sing the song loads of times so but then just if you're in a particular place it, you know mentally it can just something can just connect to that at that moment, and you maybe you remember what you were doing when you wrote the song or what you were thinking about when you wrote the song, something just clicks, and yeah you do you, it hits you again that initial emotion that mm. y- you had when you wrote the song, and then yeah, then a other times you can sing it and you're just kind
0: of on just autopilot, yeah just just singing it mm-hmm. do you think it, do you think it's better? Singing a song, do you think it's better if you do connect with it? I.e., yeah, like as well, more comes out of it, yeah,
1: you give a much better, more rich emotional performance, I guess, if you are connecting. And I, that's, I suppose, what professionals would tell you to do is to really think about what you were singing, singing worry about, and start crying. <laughs> well, yeah, I did, I did. This is the other occasion when I did. We hmm. were practicing certain songs and actually crying, yeah, and, and certain songs, just not even my own songs. When I when you hear certain bits of music that. Maybe remind you of something that happened in your life, or just just like there's some Sigaros songs that just connect with me on some kind of other level. That just (laughs) the gibberish lyrics about elves uh, that just touch me like nothing can. Music is it's so powerful in that way. Mm. It it touches me like nothing else
0: on earth can. I remember when I got married, like. We were talking about songs, weren't we, as well? Mm. And like, there were certain songs that I was thinking about, like, you know, if you were going to sing them and stuff. And every single time I would, like, try to sing, even in the shop here working, mm. I'd, yeah, you know, you catch yourself kind of catching. And, yeah, I had to have bought that idea. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's <sorry. laughs>
3: okay.
0: But yeah, it's amazing how songs can do that to you, isn't it? If they really yeah. connect with you in a certain way, yeah. And if you understand what a song's about and it has a connection to you, that it can just. It can just get you, can't
1: it? Oh, yeah, that's the that's the power of music. It, like nothing yeah. else. Hmm.
2: I think that... Okay, I have to confess myself. So, uh, about Ed Sheeran. I, mm. I'm not a fan of Ed Sheeran in general, but Don't I remember...
1: Don't be embarrassed if you are, it's fine. No, <laughs> There's no judgement here.
2: I mean, I remember he has a song like Photograph or something, and so you can keep me inside a pocket of your ripped jeans. Um it's sort of it was so emotional when I was listened to mm-hmm. and it's just about love it's about pure love mm-hmm. and yeah and I was crying <laughs> and every time I can't really sing it I'm like oh it's so I get cute you. Um, yeah it's so cute I can that's sing that's it, nice because, it. Because, you, because you
0: connect with it personally yeah. like, <laughs> and that's half the thing I think is that what music does is that we've all got our own journey we're going on our own story and certain parts of certain songs will connect with you that won't connect with me for example or mm-hmm. vice versa and it says a lot about kind of I think what we're like as people doesn't it really like totally. some of the songs that really connect with me are ones that are about feeling really uh, there's that mid-lake song goes oh uh, which goes um she gets up early these days that mm-hmm. one um yep. uh Branches that's cool. yeah Branches yeah and I forget that the yeah, actual so, um living now brilliant of course <laughs> yeah. uh, where she doesn't she used to lie she in bed wakes
1: with him. up awfully early these days these days, days. yeah these and, days. and it just
0: always connected with me that she's basically to me I took that she'd fallen out of love of him and that she never doesn't want to be in the bed with him anymore Yeah, she, she gets just, up she early gets so, that, they so, they so they don't wake, wake up away at the same him. time yeah. yeah and that's always connected with me that, that lyric like, not sure why yeah, <laughs> I think it's just because <laughs> it's just really sad. sad and I just feel sorry for him yeah yeah.
1: well that whole album is mm. the best album of all time mm. Kids, uh, it.
0: so I'd like to ask you why did you move to the UK? why are you here?
3: Um. <laughs> why are you here?
0: <laughs> why are you here Russian?
3: <laughs> stealing,
1: stealing our university places
2: <laughs> I think that I just don't want to leave in Russia to be honest I think it's not the great place I, I'm so grateful that um, I grew up in here, and I have sort of my own experience, and that. But it's difficult at the moment, and I just, I just, I don't feel myself living in this country
0: in Russia. Mm-hmm. And why do you? Why would you say? Why do you say that that is difficult? The politics or mm-hmm. yeah, and men,
2: yeah, and mentality. Like again, um, you know. We have a lot of people from usSR in our generation. We're trying to talk to them, but it's impossible and it just takes time, maybe like decades just to to you go f- through you this. feel
0: like they haven't let that go
2: yeah, and you just you can't feel free in this country, and I think it's so important when you're a creative person, you just have to feel this freedom to create
0: do you see so you see a difference in in the attitude of people that live in this country,
2: yeah exactly? for example just my teacher and my professor he's doing creative writing and every time even like I see him and we're talking about music because I suppose he was a musician because he knows a lot about it and we are talking about music a lot mm-hmm. and he inspires me a lot he's just you know I think in this song you have to go faster so I'm sort of like recording my songs and I, I show to him what I did what I created Mm -hmm. and he gave me some advices but if in Russia I will just go and talk to a professor they're just like "Mm, okay but you know I'm just not doing this stuff like why you're asking me so people they're not into they're
0: not into putting themselves out
2: yeah yeah, they're more like oh I have my work this is my so they're really like you know direct And And do you think it's
0: because they can't be bothered or do you think it's because they're concerned about doing more than they should do
2: I think they're afraid of losing their job um, because in Russia it's always like um like um, like a road you'll never you'll never know where are you going exactly because like tomorrow it can be different like the day after tomorrow can be different so when you have to stick with one job one like studying place or just something you need this stability I can say mm-hmm. and they're really afraid of losing it.
1: Okay. So their lives are almost just defined by their, mm-hmm. their jobs and their kind of
2: yeah. work
0: ethic. So there isn't that creative creative freedom. That's what you're talking about,
1: really.
2: Yeah.
0: I suppose because when you're creative, you are. It's everything's a lot more flexible, isn't it? You don't. Yeah. You don't there's work n- nine to no five. It's, there's no rules. And generally, creative people like to kind of do their own thing. You know, they don't. You know, they like to be able to kind of like do a little bit here, do a little bit there. And that's how they make their how they work how they work how their minds work. I guess.
1: Well, it's just yeah. When inspiration takes you, you can't. It's not like a tap that you can turn on. You you have to experience things to be inspired, and then when when you're inspired,
0: yeah,
1: it's like a eureka
0: moment. You just just do you think? Say, do you not think that Russia will will change? culturally. Uh, yeah, um,
2: definitely, definitely, because my friends, and even my brother, and he's 30 now, and we're really different, we're more open-minded, we're, like, more, like, European, I can say, like, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. mindset is more European, and yeah, of course, it will change, like, for example, like, yesterday, I found out that, in know, it's sort of a parliament, we have a girl, and she's only 31, she's the youngest, and she's a position, um, against Putin, mm-hmm. and she just, um, sort of told that it's really ridiculous that we have only one president um almost uh how many yeah. years yeah how
1: long has he been there now
2: i think more than 10 years or sort of like mm-hmm. as a president but yeah. you know i think it's 36 years in a uh, government in general mm-hmm. except being president so and i remember her her speech that russia i believe in russia i believe that my country can't be okay that my country like can be uh, free from all of this oppressions like racism and etc etc and inspired me a lot and she was talking in front of this like people working in government like wow she's so brave and yeah i do believe in these people
0: and maybe that's the difference is that for someone to stand up to this like the kind of states like putin you say wow you're so brave yeah in here it's expected that you have someone to stand up to the main party because that's how it works it's like you need that Relationship at all times.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's got to be an opposition. Yeah, basically.
1: Also, yeah, it seems counterproductive to me. But mm-hmm. I've grown up here, so mm-hmm. it's kind of.
0: And that's the difference, is that why I thought it was so interesting to kind of be able to talk to you. So we don't, we just, we're relatively intelligent men.
1: Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, relatively, relatively yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. And I don't know enough about stuff. What going? On. I don't know enough about what goes on in Russia or those places like my wife's Slovakian so I get a kind of taste for what it was like to be behind the curtain in those days with her parents and her grandparents mm-hmm. and I see these like generational changes like her granny would live in like a yes. really small little house with no running water her parents were living in like the ta- like kind of tower blocks and were quite content her granny loved what it was like in those days she preferred it to what it's like now parents were like on the edge you know they lived through it their generation were the kind of generation that were like protesting and then the younger generation are all like building houses underfloor heating motorways are all starting to pop up here they're everywhere they're all kind of getting into music and the generational changes are kind of really happening quickly now and I don't I found I find it quite fascinating to see that kind of process kind of evolving Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and I wonder where it will will end up like I mean it's hard to say because I don't know whether or not we 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 talk to believe, aren't we? That Western culture, yeah, capitalism is is the way to go, you know. But but is it is it? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, I've
2: noticed but, that people in the UK or just all around the world they know nothing. Um,
1: and <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that sounds sounds like us. They <laughs>
2: even they even they even do not know where Russia is, like mm. you know, geographically. Mm-hmm. And when they look at them, like, wow, it's that big. I'm like, mm. yeah, it's quite big. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really difficult, I think, to be president because, like, it's a huge country. Oh, my gosh, it scared me. And, yeah, and it surprised me because, like, everybody is talking about America, America. But I think it's a really good balance when you have America and Russia because they're opposite and they're kind of balancing the world.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they've got their own problems Mm -hmm. right now, (laughs) America. That's you whole.
0: Always, do you always think I mean it's hard for me I just don't know because the western media and the press and the BB, like the, the news channels it's always paints Putin to be uh, paint the picture doesn't it of like control manipulating He's a dictator, a dictator, dictator yeah. and it's hard to I mean uh, is, is that how oh, everyone like sees to, it I like to ask myself is that true you know because you just don't or know oh we're just getting the western spin on it the, yeah. yeah
1: the propaganda style how, how do Russians see him
2: mm my grandparents they're fond of them, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but my mother, even my mother, my brother, and I think rest of the people um no, we don't accept it we know we we think that it's propaganda, and he's really a toxic person, and they're sort of they're really um how you call it, mm, traditionally um normalized Russia so the conservative in their um the way they see the world the, the way they see Russia and yeah we don't really accept his mindset we don't really accept what he's doing with our country and do you know that we had strikes in summer this summer we had really huge strikes in Moscow because of the government it was like it was really huge i even have no idea maybe it's more than a thousand of people i think came in front of the parliament and especially people my age mm-hmm. maybe a little bit older so and they were yeah just trying to speak up but it's it's really dangerous because like um police will just beat you yeah yeah and it's so dangerous
0: it's a dangerous place that so it's have to be quite brave to go there
1: and
2: yeah yeah but does
1: it give you hope that the younger generations seem to be kind of
2: yeah yeah I remember I was working and I was working again in the city center and I was not um, a striker or that was just a police around the the whole city center and they were blocking like internet. So I was not able to check my phone even that it was that serious because like, you know, these people, Hmm. they're just like texting um, that will come over. We're Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember because I'm young and um, policeman he just stopped me and asked me like, what do you have in your bag? And I had to show him that I'm not, I'm just like going to work. So it was just that. Were you dangerous. scared? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, when you have police, when you have yeah. helicopters, it's, it's quite dangerous. It's, yeah. quite, it's quite like, oh, what's going on?
0: <laughs> I'd imagine, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to imagine that kind of what yeah. that world is like, you know, because we have obviously protests here and that sort of thing. And generally, the kind of police allow it to happen. But yeah, it must be a different. Well, obviously, it's a completely different world. It does. It seems completely alien to me. Mm. Russia. Yeah, I'd love to go. Yeah, I would. Just to experience
1: it. Yeah,
2: I'm. Mm. I'm. I'm just. I'm talking about Russia. That is so dangerous, well, or whatever. Like yeah. But it's not <laughs> yeah, but that dangerous. Just the like beautiful
0: it. parts, too, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean the politics, but then I bet as a country, it's absolutely beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah it is beautiful. I like Saint Petersburg so much, so much.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's where I'd go if I was. Still. Where? Yeah, Saint Petersburg. No, yeah, yeah, yeah so pretty um so how moving here how do you how do you find it do you you miss obviously you miss your family and how do you cope with that do you speak to them a lot or
3: mm,
2: i don't miss my family to be honest okay. that much so <laughs> yeah everybody is just like homesick or <laughs> yeah. something but yeah. ice cake basically
0: so. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so do you plan to do you plan to stay here if you could or move around somewhere else in Europe, or just, yeah, just I, get out of Russia. I have
2: no idea. I'm like, I think that the best um, decision that you can make is just not having a plan because you can destroy. It. Mm-hmm. So just live your life in the moment. If I can find a job here, really good job that I will mm, sort of uh, improve my myself, challenge myself. So I will stay here. Maybe we'll be in Canada or in America. I don't know. I will just move. I feel free
0: and how do you how do you maintain positive mental health do you have any tricks or tips or are you just generally positive or do you ever do you ever suffer
2: yeah i'm struggling with depression at the moment um, and i think uh, like people i have connection with they help me a lot and music helped me a lot and old movies
1: <laughs> it's a good it's a good combination yeah in books of friends
0: course. old films and music yeah. Why do you think it is? Why, why? do you have you put your finger on why it is that you're suffering from depression?
2: Yeah, of course. I think it's because of my traumas in the past. Yeah. Are you okay if I will like talk about it? Like,
1: if you're okay with it, yeah. Then like we because have.
2: there are maybe some listeners they can be triggered. So, um, I uh, I I I was raped in Russia uh, when I was a teenager, and that's really harmful. And also my father he's um he's an alcoholic, and he was beating me and my mother and my um, and my mother and sort of like he's a hunter, mm-hmm. and we have guns in our house, and he was trying to kill us when I was a kid, so in sort of this trauma so it's really crazy
3: yeah
2: and uh, and yeah, and when I was a kid, my mother was really depressed and she was a really toxic woman. She's like, I think, she, yeah, she was, she's not that toxic anymore, but she was just bullying me and my brother um, because it's, like she had difficult life and, and yeah. But, yeah. And how,
0: how do you go about trying to figure that one out? Do you just think a lot or do you talk to people about it or do you...
2: I was really afraid, like, talking about it, because in Russia, again, if you're talking about it, everybody's just like, oh, come on, it was in the past, just grow up, fine, just go find work. So people don't take it that seriously. But here I was so surprised when I told it to my psychiatrist and she told me, it's fine, talk about it. And that was the first time I told someone that I was raped. Because it was two or three years ago... And I told only one person, but this person, like, didn't take me seriously. And I felt I was crying because of the happiness that I told someone, actually, that it happened. The whole thing, that in my life, it, it happened. And I feel bad. And they're like, okay, it's going to be all right. And I felt, like, protected. You know, I feel the support for the first time. That was so great. And I was so, crying. But you
0: still see the psychiatrist. Yeah. Do you still see them once yeah. a week. Mm-hmm and obviously you find it helpful to talk about it and
2: mhm yeah and also music yeah it's sort of a meditation or therapy mm-hmm. like um i had a project 3000 words and i was talking about again uh art therapy yeah because it's like Um, inspires me a lot Mm -hmm. and how art actually can help us and that was an experiment I remember that people they were talking about their past and then they were painting or doing something Mm -hmm. it was sort of an experiment and the level of um, their happiness increased up um, almost three times or even four times and that was so crazy that, that it's true it is true
0: fuck hell
3: don't have to say, yeah, <laughs>
1: that's pretty heavy but that's, I mean that's so amazing hopefully we can help you know this is the whole point is to help people who might have gone through similar
0: experiences that you can share this
3: stuff
0: oh, Yeah, so frustrating to hear that when you sp- spoke about it that people were like or the, not acknowledging it or just covering it or hiding it or just well I hope that that's something that yeah I mean it's, it sounds like you're kind of at the, at the start of a long journey now aren't you to try and figure that one out in your head and
2: yeah um, i'm going to be 21 but i feel like i'm almost like under my 60s or something yeah (laughs) Yeah. i I did a lot
0: (laughs) so where's your brother is he still in russia has he moved out or is he
2: yeah he wanted to move to barcelona but he decided that his business he's um working in a football company um sort of helping with a paperwork and documents Mm -hmm. Like people from all around the world, football players,
3: hmm?
2: sort of inviting them to to play in the football team in Russia. So it's really cool. He speaks fluently Spanish because he works with uh, Latin American people and uh, European people, and he mm-hmm. speaks like three languages, like so fluently. And I'm so jealous. Like, wow, it's Spanish. It's so good. And you speak
0: four languages.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I speak French and I speak Czech.
0: Oh. <laughs> so how many languages do you speak, Jess?
1: Well, you know full well my B in GCSE German is still getting me through life. Mm-hmm. Camp German. I can only do it in a camp accent as well. Yeah, sure. I can only speak like that. I know that's English. That's English. <laughs> that's English and a German accent. That's German
2: accent. accents. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, GCSE C in French.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. And I can
0: speak a little bit of Slovakian. So it's a bit like Czech.
2: Yeah, they're really We
0: We can basically have a conversation in Czech well, if why, you want. Why don't we do that though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's experience Can that. Can you speak? pivo prosim. Um, um,
2: oh my gosh! This is like okay, okay, Domča. <laughs>
0: oh, underneath that. Huh? Yeah, there
2: you go. Stick that,
0: stick that on you.
1: Wow, under your cap. And, I'm impressed. Yeah,
2: it's so good.
1: <laughs> well, should we talk about fashion now? Yes, what's please. What's the fashion.
0: Yeah. Uh, is fashion, fashion is obviously important to you because you look good.
3: Oh, oh my gosh. Well. <laughs> no, but you dress
0: well, right? So fashion must be. Business. She's
1: wearing a beret. Yeah. <laughs> mm, she looks French.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to, to wear um leather like fake of course leather jacket tonight mm-hmm. but today. But I think it's quite cold. It's still mm-hmm. like freezing, especially in the morning, so I've chosen like I'm wearing it's from Uniqlo and I bought it for fifty pounds because it was on the sale. It's actually it's I think it's XXL or something, it's really huge. So I'm wearing S, small size. Do
1: you like that whole oversized fashion? Oh my look?
2: gosh, yes. Like yesterday that my favorite look. So I have um, a huge like man shirt, mm-hmm. white white shirt. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. So you have a good jeans and you have white shirt and or a martens or yep. just like vans. So you just look good. You good to go? Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: And who, have you? Do you have any style icons? Anyone? Any people that you love? That, what they look like? or How they dress? Um, Celebrities that? Or yeah, who in, who
1: inspires you, fashion-wise, if anyone? Or do you just kind of go with the flow?
2: I think um, mostly French girls from mm-hmm. 20th century. <laughs> yeah, Audrey Hepburn inspires me a lot because it's more like classical style, minimalist. So it's good. And I love when, um, the way she dressed, she can wear, like, total black look, like long sleeve and black pants, but she will have, like, gold uh, earrings, which is good, so it's sort of, um, a decoration, but, um, you can see it's sort of like a weird decoration, so it's good, I I like this one, it inspires me a lot, and she looks French and more, like, gentle and romantic, yeah, and uh, also when I'm watching, um, Woody Allen movies, Mm -hmm. Like, um, the way he dresses um, his girls, his characters, it's brilliant. It's just perfect. And, yeah, I think in Instagram, they're just, like, you see something, uh, but I can't really remember someone, or just names. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, in Instagram, I think that Instagram or Pinterest, it has, like huge influence nowadays
0: mm-hmm. and do you have a style when you go on stage do you like to dress up on stage or just wear your clothes normal clothes or how do you feel when you go on stage do you this is fashion important for stage outfit
2: of course um yeah uh, fashion fashion is important when you're going on stage but sometimes i remember i was working and then i had to rush and go on a date uh, on a on a on a gig so and uh, yeah i was wearing just my normal clothes like remember like first gig i was mm-hmm. just yeah, I went just right from fr- from my college, from my uni. So, yeah, and I was wearing just normal clothes. But if I had to prepare for it, yeah, I, w- I will just wear something. Like, like maybe like mini skirt mm-hmm. or um, tights and something. With, like I love red lipsticks or an accessories like beret or hats or something like that. But still want to keep it myself just to share the whole thing with the audience
0: lovely oh, so um, thank you very much for talking to us
2: oh, thank you for I, having me
0: I was a bit I'm still a bit taken aback by some of the stuff that you were talking about Um, gonna. I'm going to dig out some when you're going to we're going to play a song for us in a bit um, I'm going to dig out some, um, some stuff like some contact details for anyone that might want it if they're going through something similar or something I feel like
1: well, yeah, I was taken aback by it, really, but... But it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing that you are <laughs> as the person that you are. Because I've only ever known you as, like, really happy and kind of...
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's ama- just a thing. You just don't know what people have what gone people through. people's stories are. What yeah. we've spoken
0: about, it's yeah. like you just don't know what someone's gone through. And, like, so why that's always... why it's,
1: it's so important to be, just be kind to everyone because you just, you know, it can make such a difference. Mm. yeah it's
0: amazing
2: it's important to to find this courage to talk about it
0: yeah totally and I really hope that from opening up and talking about talking about it that maybe someone that has listening as, yeah you can help somebody else you can help someone out you know
3: yeah exactly
1: and yeah. that yeah some kind of positive can, can come out of all that yeah shit that you went through
2: I think that um, it, when you went through something when you experienced something really terrible you have two choices mostly two choices so you can just be depressed till the rest of your life or you just s- say to yourself yeah it's happened and this is my experience and I can help people mm-hmm. I can create a sp- free space for people that experience the same shit things that I experienced and you just you can help
0: I kind of you, you, you can only imagine what it's like as a young girl to kind of like be having to run for your life through the bloody forest while your dad's chasing after you with a gun or, <laughs> <you know.
2: laughs> Sounds creepy, right? <laughs> I don't
0: know. It sounds like something out of a fucking horror film. Yeah, it really, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: yeah. But
0: you're here today.
1: To, yeah, I'm in
2: you're, England. tell the tale. i drinking my flat white. Can't in totally this
3: kind of understand. Colchester
0: that. Paradise. I was, I was kind of yeah confused when you said I've escaped, and I was like, all right, <laughs> bit,
1: <laughs> bit, bit much, bit dramatic.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> I, I...
1: turns out that was probably underplaying it. Yeah, Yeah. it's amazing. Uh, are we going to do uh, Band for Life? Yeah, it feels kind of weird now. Yeah, it feels. Well, maybe we should have done this at the beginning, but we yeah. we're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, this see. here's our other feature. Band for life. Um so this is a feature um where we'd like you to give us two, the name of two bands. Or artists, they can be two artists. artists, that's fine. And we're gonna try and guess which one is your band Oh Jazz, you can explain it. Yeah,
1: so see. the whole concept is band for life. You pick a band or artist that you would listen to forever that you would, you know, couldn't live without essentially and then you pick a band that you would happily erase from existence their music no longer exists on planet earth so Mm -hmm. who are your two bands don't tell us which is which
2: um okay um, my two bands Hmm. first I want to talk about uh, artists as well I can tell you okay Justin Bieber
1: Mm -hmm. and who's the other one
2: yeah, and the other one, probably it's Quinn.
0: Queen.
3: Queen, <laughs> mm.
2: Freddie Mercury. Um,
0: we always get this wrong.
3: Yeah. So my gut I
0: instinct mean, is obviously be, you'd ban Bieber, I'd ban Justin and, Bieber, and
1: ban You love Queen.
3: Queen. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that's the way around it was. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why do you hate Bieber so much?
2: Um, I'm not hating. Or do you, Bieber do you because, pity him? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I'm not a fan of, um, you know, artists or just musicians who are just sort of, like, popular because they're doing their music because it's catchy and it's pop. And I think I don't find connection with this person because he got everything. He has money. Mm-hmm. He has everything. And in, if you're listening to his songs, what they are actually about, I'm just, wow, it's sort of trash. Wow. <laughs> okay. Or, like... Like Justin Bieber is just like the first thing that just like came in my mind. That's so. that's
1: fair enough. I I can imagine a world without Bieber's music and mm. be quite <clears> happy. But in Bieber's defence,
0: I think he has had some troubles. Well, we are one of our good friends from uh, Rocket in London. She was his. She was on tour with him. wasn't she for a long time doing his hair? And oh makeup. yeah, that's true. She was, and yeah. we we really liked her, didn't we? And she was very positive on Justin Bieber and his personality and his attitude and his food. Well, he's. he's she said that it's a media... Like, a lot of the kind of bad press is all I bullshit. I think
1: he's the classic uh, child star, isn't he? He's had so much so young. Like, mm. how, do you, how do you cope with that? If you've got... If everything you ever dreamed of happens when you're, mm. like, 12 or whatever.
3: Oh, my God. How
1: do you cope with that? Mm. I, I couldn't. I'd be in right fucking knobhead. But having said that, his music is shit, so... <laughs> yeah.
0: So we'll allow it. Okay. And Queen. Why Queen? Why, why are they your band for life?
2: I remember my love... Um, and my journey of loving Queen and Freddie Mercury started from a Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. thing of mm-hmm. movie. And I just realized that he had such a difficult life. And the whole situation with the girl that actually was gay, but he didn't know that he was not really sure about it, And they're just like messing around the, the whole thing. And um, I think their his songs, they're quite deep. And he was he was really like lonely inside mm-hmm. but he didn't have anything except his band and the girl but he was a gay and he was he was keeping it as a secret and when I listened to the whole thing listening to his songs again after I watched uh, the, the movie
1: they took on a new meaning basically.
2: I'm like yeah yeah I got the new meaning and yeah wow
0: He's I've, a really talented musician. I've not actually seen that film yet. Uh, Slappy watched it on the aeroplane, and she, I kind of half watched it over her shoulder. It looked like she was, or well, she said it was beautiful. Mm. And the, the bit I watched over her shoulder without any sound <laughs> looked like it was quite good. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: Steve's movie reviews—he's yeah. watched over the shoulder <laughs> for five minutes
1: <laughs> on an aeroplane. Uh, yeah, a new you know feature. No <laughs> a new feature. Brilliant. Also. well I think the last thing we're going to get you to play one of your songs right if that's okay in
3: Russian
1: yes, ideally but you can you sing any of your songs it's up yeah. to you mm-hmm.
3: okay. but
1: I think it'd be not, we're
0: probably uh, never going to have gonna, a Do you know, going to film and this fin- uh, yes but we should right. do can you film yeah, it I'll film it uh, but I'd like to kind of finish off now and then we'll just finish with the song yeah, yeah. kind of a nice ending so thanks everyone to for listening to the Failed Rockstar Club podcast um, yeah it has been another kind of yeah uh, um, emotional I don't know what to say apart from that really. Well, yeah, we just hope that this this can help
1: some other, some people who've been through anything similar or you know anyone who's having any struggles, please get in touch if you want to ask any questions we can ask Paulina. Yeah. If you know
2: I'm happy to
3: help. If
0: it's specific to those kind of issues, sorry, but I just want to say <laughs> that um just in case anyone has gone through anything, um the rape crisis helpline is 0808 802 9999. Um, and also you can google the samaritans as well if you're ever struggling um, but yeah so thank you and to finish off we'd like to you to rock out please crack on Yay. <laughs> I didn't have to say how to introduce that.
2: <laughs> okay, on. this is the song. Uh, it's called, um, in Russian, it means like to light. So, and I wrote this song when I was about 16 or 17 when I finished my high school experience. So, and I wanted just like this people, my classmates, to remember me as a really happy and bright person. So, it's about like hope, love, and just you have to believe in yourself. <laughs>
3: Ведь и тебе открой их